What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Just give me a beat. It's good to be with you guys today. Um, just a quick little update about what's going on in my life. Man, it has been a crazy, crazy time in the last couple weeks here at the church. Actually, in the last month for me. Um, we're getting into February now. It's early February. And uh, of course, in the church season, usually December's a pretty crazy month. And January kind of slows down. Um, at least that's what they tell me. And uh, it's just, it feels like we've gone from Christmas and right through into January and February. And it's just been busy, you know, kind of kind of constantly. And so... Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, luckily, this week is slow, and this week is a little bit more relaxed and laid back, so I'm able to do a little bit more, uh, getting this podcast in, and hopefully getting a little bit of R&R. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of been what's been going down lately with myself. Um, it's been... Also, just crazy on a personal level because it feels like every every day I, I usually keep pretty pr- in pretty close touch with my mom, telling her what's going on. It's been such a hard time as I'm transitioning into a new apartment and all these different things, dealing with pressures of life, pressures with work, pressures with different things. That it's just like, man, it feels like every day I am in a different mood, feeling good and then bad and feeling good and then bad. Man, it's just been one of those seasons and it's just been insane. I feel like I'm getting to a point where it's like, okay, I'm starting starting to find a little bit more stability, which is good and much needed. But lately, it's just been really hard in a lot of different ways. Um, So all that to say, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and just kind of, it's, it's in my, in my eyes, that's kind of just God teaching me how to take life one day at a time, um, how to not rush ahead, how to not take it too quickly, um, and to really just trust him in the position that I'm in right now. So... I don't know what you all are experiencing going through, but sometimes sometimes God works through the difficult things to teach us how to trust Him. Um, so anyways, that's kind of where I'm at right now, working through a few things, but ultimately things are things are good in general. We're making it through. I'm making a trip to Australia in late February, which I'm very excited about. Um, But anyways, to get to the um, topic of the podcast today, um, I'm sure you saw the title and we're wondering what does that even mean? Um, The glory of a wasteful life. Huh. That's an interesting title. Um, 
we're definitely going to dive into what that means, what I'm talking about. It's, it's an idea that I got from a prayer conference that I was at this weekend. And at this prayer conference, we had, they had the, these breakaway sessions and, um, in which they talked about various different things. But there was one breakaway session that just stuck out like crazy. And this was the topic of that breakaway session. And I was like, man, this is so good. I want to put this in, my po- in, in, a, in a podcast episode and get this to you guys because, man, it was just so powerful, so impactful. And I'm so excited for us to dive into that today. So how about we open up in prayer and we'll get started with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a beat, give me a beat, bless on bless, we young and free, young and free, just give me a beat, give me a beat. Dear God, we just, we just bring this moment to you and we ask that you convict, you expose, you show us where we are in regards to your word, your scriptures. God, we need you. We confess that we love our independence. But God, let us not grow so independent that we no longer rely and trust and fall back on you. Jesus, please renew us in the way that only you can. Amen. All right, so we're going to open up this podcast episode in Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 9. And it says, While Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, A woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. That scripture is awesome. It it shows so much about the things that Jesus sees as worthy worship. Being a worship leader, that is a passage I'm constantly going back to of like, okay, this is, of all the things we can get caught up in, hung up by, this is what matters the most to Jesus. So let's not get lost in the details. That's how I've always viewed that passage of scripture. And when I went off to this prayer seminar, it was so good because the speaker brought it in a new perspective. 
into this passage. He kind of took it from the perspective of this question, and that was, what does it look like? Excuse the train. (laughs) He took it from this perspective. He says, what does it look like to live a life useful to the kingdom of God? And a phrase he constantly went back to was, was this. Don't miss this. He said, God has a hard time with useful people. I'm going to say that again. God has a hard time with useful people. Hmm. Why, why is that? Like, like why, why does God struggle to use useful, efficient, hardworking, <laughs> self-sufficient people? I think it's because we can create for ourselves a life in which we are successful in which we have nothing else that we need, and therefore, we no longer even need God in our life. We don't have any reason to trust God. We don't have any space left for God to work in our hearts because it's already all full of everything that we could ever want, everything we could ever need. Do we allow God to get us through when times are hard? Do we trust? Do we live dependent on God? That was the perspective that the speaker came into this passage with. I thought it was so, so interesting. Um, He talked about how he went and visited a monastery, which if you know what a monastery is, basically it's the place where monks gather and they, they spend their, actually not just gather, they devote their lives in this place to three things. They pray, they read scripture, and they worship God. In fact, they are so single focused on those three things that there's literally a boundary around around these monasteries. And it says, and once you cross it, it on signs, it says, like, don't speak. No talking in this when you walk into this zone. Uh, the only time you hear the human voice is when it's reading scripture, praying, or worshiping. And from the outside looking in, you might look at these people and say, these guys who have all this talent and potential. They're in monasteries for long periods of time, not talking, 
only worshiping, reading scripture, and praising God. What a waste. What a waste of talent. What a waste of a person's time. Hmm. Is that is that what you would see as a life that is well lived? I think that there is a discrepancy between what God sees as a life well lived and what the world sees as a life well lived. In the passage that we just read, it says that there were people that were sneering at this lady who had just poured perfume on Jesus. And it doesn't say that it was just people onlookers. It actually says that it was the disciples who were sneering at this lady. And and Jesus had to say, no, like this this what 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 this woman did was was beautiful. It was pleasing. And what I take away from that is if you are living to please God, you have to be willing to be misunderstood even by people in the church. Talking back to some of the struggles I've been having lately. Man, it's been... being misunderstood. It's, that's, that's a lot of what I'm having to deal with in ministry. And this is something I'm constantly having to remind myself of is who is it that I'm doing ministry for? Yes, I'm doing ministry to love people. Yes, I want to do my best to love these people well, but am I living for the affirmation of people or am I living for the affirmation of God? That is the constant question that I've had to ask myself in the last month, especially. Um, there's a story of a man named William Borden. If you haven't heard his story, it's pretty powerful. His family was very, very rich. And William Borden was a millionaire coming out of high school. Like he himself, like he was inheriting the money. And after graduating from high school, he took a trip around the world. That was his graduation gift. And while he was going from place to place, he realized that he was feeling concern about the needs around the world. And he decided that he wanted to be a missionary. 
And it was around this time that he wrote in the back of his Bible the words, no reserves. After he had done this tour around the world, he ended up going to Yale. Um, and while he was there as a freshman, he began this prayer group that started with just a few of his freshman buddies. And this prayer group slowly grew into becoming a Bible study. By the time he graduated from Yale, 1,000 of the 1,300 students in attendance at Yale were a part of this Bible study. After graduating, he had some offers from some pretty high-paying jobs, and he ended up turning these jobs down. He was interested in going to China to become a missionary. And it was around this time that he wrote in his Bible the words, no retreat. After he had graduated from Yale, he attended a seminary called Princeton, Princeton Seminary, and started, um, started pursuing the idea of that calling to be a missionary. He, uh, after graduating from the seminary, he went to Egypt to study Arabic, and it was at this time that he contracted spinal meningitis. He was 25 at the time, and he wrote in the back of his Bible, no regrets, and passed away a month later. Died at the age of 25. Millionaire. He didn't view his life in the same lens as everybody else. No reserves, no retreat, no regrets. Hmm. Are you okay with doing whatever it is that God has called you to do? Is there anything outside of the realm of the worthiness of God that you're willing to give up? Do you believe that nothing is too much for God? It was very obvious that William Borden believed that whatever that he that nothing was too big a sacrifice to give for God. And while most people would look at his life and say, "Wow, he really wasted a lot." I wonder what Jesus said when William passed away and entered into heaven. Do you think that he regrets his decisions, what he did now? I don't think he did. 
that kind of brings up that title of our podcast today. And I think it's what Jesus has called us to do might look like a waste from the outside, from those who do not have Jesus. But in the kingdom of God, what the world sees as a waste, God sees as worthy. Is anything too big or too much, too costly to give to give to God? And part of the reason why I really wanted to share share this idea with you is, man, I deal a lot with, on this podcast, I deal a lot with what it is that many people are struggling with right now, that being anxiety, that being um, the, the inability to produce enough. I think that's something that we are burdened with a lot in our society is the fact that we idolize efficiency, we idolize influence, we idolize success. But I just want to encourage you because all of that stuff that we're being taught is so important. All of that is all vanity unless that is what Jesus has called you to. And if Jesus has called you to that, it's not going to be a burden. It's not going to be something that's anxiety producing. So when it's, when we're trying to strive for what it is that Jesus has not told us to do or to strive for, we're going to struggle with mental health. We're going to be constantly anxious. We're going to be so depressed because that simply is not the life Jesus is calling us to. Jesus is calling us to a wasteful life in which we may not get fully recognized for what it is that we're doing. People might sneer at us for what it is that we're doing, but what the world sees as a waste, God sees as worthy and worthwhile. <sighs> that was, man, that was good. I love, I love, I love when Jesus' perspective <laughs> just trumps all of our ignorant, self-promoting ideas that I, I get those ideas as much as anybody. I'm as arrogant as anybody. But when I come before the Word of God, I can't help but just praise God for the way that He is working all of those things out 
for his glory. I hope this podcast episode encouraged you. And um, I hope I'm able to catch you on the next episode. So thanks so much for joining me. And we will catch you on the other side. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.